श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए गौर भक्तवृंद की जाए बहुत प्रेम नंदे मॉर्निंग एवरीवन So this morning we gathered uh, for the occasion of blessing some students to chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and imparting the Diksha Mantra to some students as well. And so I'll speak a little bit about that. And after the discussion, then I'll impart the mantras and uh, four other items that are part of the ceremony. Um, mantra, Nam. Uh, Pundra, Tapa, and Yagya, the opportunity for which Yagya, um, some of you are being provided with. And so as I impart those, we'll say a little bit about them further. And that will be followed by a Homa, or a Agni Hutra fire sacrifice conducted by Brigapad Das outside here. So, uh, as I mentioned, to begin with, uh, two aspects of this um, initiation ceremony blessing the students to chant Harinam and imparting of the Diksha Mantra. Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj, Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Dev Goswami Maharaj, in discussing this, the two, Krishna Mantra and Krishna Nam, like to cite a verse from Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm? Who knows that verse? Krishna, Krishna Mantra, Sangsara Mochan, Pabe Hoibe, Krishna Nam, Hmm. Krishna Charan, those are the main words. <laughs> Forgive me for not remembering everything of, it, uh, of, the, of the Bengali verse, but Sangsar uh, Mochan, or deliverance from samsara, the cycle uh, of birth and death. Hmm. This is uh, affected as the verse goes, uh, by Krishna Mantra. And beyond that, you have to think deeply now, because to attain uh, deliverance or freedom from samsara is the culmination of most uh, ego-effacing paths 
that ego effacing, if you efface or erase your identity in relation to things, this identity that is formed in relation to attachment to things, that my that we've spoken about before, it's only two letters in English, I don't know how many it is in Polish, but four. It's uh, still small in relation to the big effect that it has when we say my, how do you say it in Polish? Moja. Moja? Moja? Moja. That's the beginning of our uh, problems. It is said in English, poetic, I don't know how it will come out in Polish, but oh what a web we de- we weave when at first we choose to deceive. Like a spider's web. Hmm? And this is the basic deception. Mine. Moya. Because nothing belongs to us. Hmm? And a false identity forms around this um, false sense of proprietorship and this is our then identity in the samsara. Hmm. Even when the gross body of a Polish or American or Indian or Finnish body dies, the mental body hmm, of our identity and our attachments carries on with us and takes us into another gross body. Hmm? So the attachments form an identity and erasing or effacing that identity, that ego, is the means to get free from the virtual reality of material existence. And this is a huge affair. Huge. Therefore, as I say, it is the culmination of most ego-effacing paths. In the bhakti marg, the path of bhakti, however, um, this is the first step in uh, the direction of uh, attaining the desired result. The second step involves forming an identity that will be suitable for moving in another world, in the circle of Krishna Leela. from which there's no release, we should be happy to know. Hmm. You can't get out of there, even if you wanted to. Hmm. Krishna loves his devotees so much that he will never, ever let them go. Hmm. As Prabhupada liked to say, no one falls from Vaikuntha. So this second step 
beyond sansara mochan, deliverance from sansara, that is uh, affected in our path by Krishna mantra. The second step is attained by Krishna nam. Therefore, the efficacy of Krishna mantra is reached with deliverance from sansara, but the efficacy of Krishna nam continues on and brings us to Krishna charan. It means to the feet of Krishna hmm? and in a suitable identity to participate um, and follow his footprints into the forest. Hmm? In his uh, eternal lila. In That's an interesting ring you've got there. In, uh, yeah. <laughs> sure, it must be important. In, uh, in Sridhar Parsh's uh, uh, description, he gave a graphic uh, example to help us understand these two uh, tracts, these two... Um, steps and the extent to which the mantra and nam are uh, efficacious with regard to them. That graphic was a big circle with a smaller circle inside. The larger circle is the circle of Krishna nam. Because while Krishna nam takes us to the highest point, it also comes and touches us at the lowest point, our very beginning in, a, in, a, in spiritual life. Indeed, Krishnanam is so uh, generous that it touches us and thereby brings about the beginning of our spiritual life, sometimes even when we're not interested in spiritual life. <laughs> and even when we're not uh, thinking about it, pursuing it, preoccupied with it, and so forth. We do, uh, as we have this morning, Nam Sankirtan. And, of course, there's a benefit for those of us who participate, and there's a benefit for those of us who don't actively participate, but passively participate, perhaps by not chanting, but by, by hearing nonetheless, hmm? and, uh, and being present, I want to say, in a, in a curious capacity. Hmm? But beyond that, even those that are not present in a curious capacity, but just happen to be nearby, hmm? they also hear the name Hmm? In such, during such uh, uh, events of Krishna Kirtan, Krishna Sankirtan, and this touching of the name Krishna Nam hmm? to their ear, it's, it, it doesn't stop there. Hmm? It goes into the heart. Hmm? And it and creates some some effect 
that makes us mm, psychologically over time somewhat um, predisposed towards such gatherings, towards the philosophy that supports that particular practice of chanting. Hmm? And this happens over lifetimes. At some point in our many lifetimes, once this has happened, and it will happen again and again, we, re- we come from, an, from without any curiosity, for example, being touched, to having some curiosity, hmm? to finding that we have an interest, hmm? to finding that, 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 that this, um, that we want to participate in this actively, and so forth. This is how everyone who's here today to uh, receive the blessing, to chant under good guidance and to receive the Diksha Mantra have arrived at where they all are today. They all have their stories to tell and then there are parts of the story that they don't even know. Hmm. Hmm. That happened in previous lives and so forth and so on. Take it from me. <laughs> so, Krishna Nam, the point is, is very, very generous. Pujapad Sridharmarsh liked to tell a story in this regard of how two Indian policemen were having a conversation and one said to the other that it's really a problem for us in our society that our God, Krishna, He's a thief. <laughs> One of Krishna's names is Makan Chor. Chor means to, to, to steal, and Makan means butter. So you may know that in his Leela, his divine play, he's been caught, actually, stealing butter and feeding it to the monkeys and so forth. What do we call it when he who, he who actually owns everything steals? That is play. Hmm? This is Leela. Hmm? Uh, so, the one policeman was troubled by this because obviously they have to teach the people not to steal and their god was a thief. And so, the other policeman said, no, it's not a problem actually, it's a good thing that he's a thief. So the first fellow said, how's that? He said, because a thief does not care for high walls and locked doors, and this is what we have erected around our hearts. High walls and locked doors, and we're not letting just anyone in. Hmm? Just like I like to say sometimes when I speak to a general audience, uh, it's, it's, it's apparent that they listen with their head, and they don't let just everything go in. Hmm? They have to think about it, let it go around a little bit. And maybe some thoughts will go in there. Yeah, I can agree with that. Well, that I'm not sure about that. And with some, <laughs> in a guarded way, hmm? they're guarding their heart, what they will let in. Hmm? But the nature, not only of Krishna Nam, but the nature of talks about Krishnanam and the philosophy that supports uh, this practice and so forth. Hmm? 
is that when it's spoken uh, about by someone in, in whose heart it is active, in whose heart the theological person, Krishna, has become a real person. Hmm? More real than any of our uh, senses of our personhood based on our attachments and so forth, which are all here today and gone tomorrow. Hmm? When such a person speaks, Nivritatasher, Upagiyamanad, Bhavosadat, Chotramano, Viramat, Kutuma Sloka Gunanu Varanam, Puman Virajita, Vinap, Pashuknat. This kind of speaking, this has effect. Hmm? This has a powerful effect. And so, even though the the feeling that is being conveyed through an arrangement of logical sentences and thought pattern and so forth, uh, we may agree with some of the logic, or we may not. Still, still, something goes into our heart and affects us, hmm? knowingly or unknowingly. Hmm? And so, although we've erected as the policeman said, high walls and locked doors around our heart. The good thing about this, this God, Krishna, hmm, as we talked yesterday, as we spoke yesterday from Brahma Samhita, the Ishwar Parama, hmm, who rules and controls by love and affection, hmm, he doesn't care for the high walls and the locked doors. In the form of his name, he goes in anyway. Hmm. He goes in and he begins to sweep. He takes the position of a sweeper. This is the, the God in the high heavens. He becomes a sweeper. In India they have the sweeper caste. And uh, their only business is to sweep. That's what they do. Mm. If you go out and try to sweep, then they'll be upset because that's their job. Hmm? This society is structured in that way. It's breaking down to some extent, I suppose, with the influence of modernity and so on and so on. But at any rate, you can still see the sweepers, sweeper class in some, some places. Hmm? And then if you can see the sweeper class and then you think the supreme, the center of everything. Hmm? Hmm? Has become a has become a sweeper. Where, in your heart, this is very humbling to realize. He stole it in your heart, and he wants to live there, but he thinks it's dirty. You have to clean this out. He starts to sweep, and he sets up a shop in there, and he starts to sell his commodity, frame, love. He's this is his. His business. Hmm? He's selling love for the price of faith. Hmm? He's selling wise love for the for the price of faith in His name. Hmm? What's in a name? So much. Therefore, we say, "Did you get His name?" Because. If you've got his name, then you can get him. Hmm? Nowadays, uh, in most countries, we have some type of identification number. 
in the United States they call it the social security number. So if you get their number, then you can get everything. You can take their whole bank account, their whole identity. They have something called identity theft. It's based on getting that number. It's a kind of an appellation, a kind of a name. So in the name, in the divine name, so much is there. In the name, the form, the qualities, and the lila, the divine play, are all present. And it, the name reveals these things gradually. This is what it's selling in, the, in our heart after having set up shop there. And asking the price of our faith and arranging a person of faith to come into our life. That person or some such persons have come into our life knowingly or unknowingly and Krishnanam has gone there to some extent. But it said, Brahmanda Brahmitekon Bhagyavan Ji Guru Krishna Prasade Pai Bhakti Lata The jiva, the soul, is wandering through life after life throughout the universe. And this Krishna makes him lucky. Ati Bhagya. Very fortunate. As I'm explaining, he comes in the form of his name, touches us at the low end of this circle, the most unqualified people, uninterested people even, or curious types. And then, having come into their life in the form of his name, he gives them the Guru, brings them to the Guru. So he, we get God, then God in a very general way, he sets up the shop there. Now he needs some salesman to market faith in himself. So he arranges for an agent. Guru Krishna Prasade Bhai Bhakti Latibij. By the by good fortune we get the grace of Krishna. The grace of Krishna takes the shape of giving us the Guru. Then the Guru systematically teaches us how to get Krishna more comprehensively. He or she, the Guru, sets an example that inspires us, that gives us some some Vishwas, some confidence, some faith hmm? that, that that such a thing is possible hmm? to transcend the, the limits of 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 animality and, and humanity for that matter. Hmm? To uh, to transcend death. Hmm? How will we transcend death? Hmm? by transcending the the problem that death amounts to for those who are attached to things that they cannot take with them. Hmm? By helping us to to let go hmm? Hmm? 
through systematic approach, methodology, we call it bhakti and so forth, death problem no longer becomes a problem. There will be a biological death of an organism, but if I'm not attached to it, then <laughs> it's a non-issue. This is very practical. People wonder if there's life after death. People argue very strongly against the idea of any kind of supernatural existence and argue strongly only for a natural world and nothing more. But in, in, in spiritual life, in spiritual practice, if someone would pay a little bit of attention we demonstrate the existence of the supernatural in a very practical sense. Hmm? Because as we move systematically with faith through the agent who is faithful, who is, who is, a, who is an embodiment of faith, hmm? and faith means experience. Faith which... We, we, faith is that which animates our lives. We don't have faith in a thing. We, we can't really do it. Hmm? So who has divine faith then can generate a divine life in us hmm? by sharing that faith. We see in that person what? What do we see? We see a transcendence of of, of death. We see the supernatural. What do I mean by that? We see, if we, if, we, if we look carefully, and we'll experience it ourselves, personally, in our own lives as well, we see the end, bringing an end to what for all really intents and purposes amounts to a natural life. A natural life is a life based on attachment to things. Therefore, in a natural sense, our lives are determined, as I said earlier, by our attachments. If I was to say to you that I'm going to take away your wife or your husband, okay, I'm going to take away your children, your job, your house, your country, your passport, hmm? everything that you own, everything that you care about. You say you're, <laughs> you're killing me. You're taking my life. Hmm? This is what Arjuna was faced with in Bhagavad Gita. Hmm? Arjuna said to Krishna, take the chariot up, let me see the armies that are assembled here. Krishna brought the chariot and he parked it right in front of Bhishma and Dronacharya. Hmm? Attachment to, to whom so much was the, uh, the basis of the identity of Arjuna, the natural identity, the material identity. They embodied Bhishma and Drona hmm? 
uh, in a prominent way all of his attachments and the identity that accrues from that, that results from those attachments. And basically Arjun said, you might as well kill me. You're asking me to die here. Even if I win the battle, what will be left, what will be left of me if I have no Bhishma, no Drona, and so on and so forth? So this is, this is a real death. And this death, we, it's, it's a living death. In other words, even while the biological organism continues to, to live and its heart beats, in the context of bhakti, in the spiritual path, we bring a death for all real intents and purposes to our natural uh, identity. And that is very much more difficult to kill, actually, than the biological organism, which will die of its own. That ego will not die of its own. Hmm? It will perpetuate itself, continue on, attach itself to something else and grow and like a cancer. Hmm? So, when we bring a death to our uh, natural identity, our identity in relation to the natural world, to all our attachments and so forth, hmm? really, we... Uh, we we exemplify the supernatural. Hmm? What are you living on? Hmm? Obviously, we don't do this in, in, in a such a way that you're just left with the biological organism functioning, but we do this in the context of bhakti, that all these things are taken away and, and, and disassembled and so forth. So you're living in a new identity. Hmm? And uh, if people look at you in this condition that you all have to rise to in the context of bhakti and you will in due course happily and naturally in other words you will become a sadhu hmm? you're all here to become sadhus it's a great challenge hmm? people will look at you and say if they have any put a little thought in it he or she is supernatural they've transcended the carnal Urges, bhacho vegam, manasakrota vegam, jiva vegam, udrapasta vegam, etan vegam, yovasaheta dira sarvam apimam pritivim sasyashad. It's very practical. Someone who can do that, they are supernatural. <laughs> hmm? Real thing. That is supernatural. Now, as I talk about it, we're thinking, is this what I came here for? To be initiated? I have to do that? I have to become supernatural? Hmm? Is it possible? Hmm? Yes, it is possible. And we see that in the sadhus. We see that in our lineage. We see that prospect coming before us in the form of the agent that Krishna arranges to, to foster within us faith that we may have purchasing power hmm? to take the name of Krishna in such a way that the fruits of that name, the, the depths of uh, all of that name involves... Hmm? The rupa, the guna, the lila, the prema, hmm? that it's uh, that, it, that it's uh, full of, uh, that will 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 come into our lives. Hmm? So that agent is very important to us, hmm? and Krishna arranges that. Well, he has some plan for you, hmm? 
brings you in touch with a particular agent and it just works for you. Therefore we say, Krishna has come to us in the form of the Guru in a localized way, in a custom package. Hmm? Uh, his, he is everywhere, Vishnu, hmm? but he comes to us in a very concise and particular way that just works, just for us, for our psychology, for our spiritual prospect, hmm? and so forth. Uh, so we are taught, pay attention there. There is no place in which Krishna is more prominent in your life than there. Hmm? So Krishna Nam arranges this. This bigger circle, we're talking about the low end of the circle. Hmm? He makes the whole orbit. Hmm? He goes all the way to the bottom and touches us even before we're interested and so forth. And this way brings us eventually to an agent of faith. Hmm? And that person embodying faith as he or she does and awakening faith as he or she does by way of speaking about this with sharing through such words their own enthusiasm, their own experience, their own um, uh, understanding of what the texts are really talking about and so forth. And they speak to us as if they're, they're watching the movie and talking to us about it trying to explain it to us, that you should come and watch it too. I, I, I can say it's a really good movie. It's very exciting. And you can see that I'm excited about it. Uh, but uh, you have to come and watch it yourself. Hmm. Something like that. And it's somewhat uh, contagious. And so we sit here today hmm, as, we, as we are. Hmm. Uh, uh, victims of the thief, uh, Krishna Nam, who doesn't care for the high walls and the locked doors and so on and so forth. Hmm? And so as we then move and, and participate, take, take advantage of Krishna Nam, uh, and our faith grows, then under the guidance of that agent, the Guru, hmm, the Guru shares Krishna mantra with us. First, Krishna, he, 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 he recognizes first Krishna Nam has had an effect. Krishna Nam has gone here. I have some work to do there. Hmm? He started something. Now I have to go and, and uh, attend to that. Hmm? So he attends to that, to that tender, uh, that, that which has now become receptive to the possibility of the dawning of, of faith and purchasing power and so forth. So he, he attends to that. She attends to that. And, and helps us to go now in a systematic way towards, towards the ideal, towards, towards God hmm? and love of God. And uh, at a certain point, the guru, he or she, sees fit to impart the mantra. Hmm? The mantra that will assist us in chanting the name. Hmm? The name is in the vocative case. It means, oh Krishna. So anybody can say that. Oh, Hare Krishna. Hmm? Oh, there are the Hare Krishnas. But they don't have any hair. 
and they make a joke like this and, and they can invoke the name then there will be some benefit to them. <laughs> uh, we find the same thing then taking place in the higher end of the circle, the upper end of the circle. Hmm? Ram, Ram, Mahabahu. Hmm? They're singing Ram Nam, Krishna Nam, just like this. Not like this. In meditation, facing in one direction, having prepared oneself, rising early, taking taking bath, sitting with various uh, attendant uh, props and having performed various prerequisites hmm, and so forth. Yeah. They're not doing like that. They're just jumping and Krishna, Krishna. Hmm. And then if someone says back, Krishna, Krishna. It's a festival hmm, of singing and dancing. Shri Akanta Kanta Parama Purusha Kalpataravo Trumabhumis Chintamani Gunamayito Yamamritam Kataganam Natyam Kamanambamsi Priyasaki Chiranandam Jyoti Paramapi Tarasvatyam Picha. And Jiva Goswami said, the, the song is saying, that is a land of song where the words are singing, the talk is singing, the walking is dancing. Hmm? He said, what must be the dancing there? What must be the singing there then? Such a place. Hmm? Krishnanam there comes to the fore in full. Hmm? He appears in full form hmm? and with particular qualities relative to an identity that is formed Hmm? for ourselves in relation to him. Hmm? Particular qualities we notice and they are very charming and attractive. Hmm? And then also we participate in particular leelas with him. Hmm? Relative to the identity that is formed as a result of becoming attached to Nam hmm? and so forth. And this is a world of ecstasy only. Hmm? Krishna mantra, however, this is the smaller circle inside the larger circle. It doesn't extend down to just anybody and everybody hmm? because it requires certain prerequisites in order to be uh, chanted effectively. Hmm? Neither it is chanted out loud with dancing and and so on and so forth, like Krishna Nam. The Krishna Mantra consists of different names of Krishna, arranged in a particular way, hmm? and not in the vocative case, but in the dative case. Hmm? So there is a petition. When we chant Krishna Nam, there's no petition. It's, O Krishna, O Hari, hmm? O Radha, O Ram. Hmm? Like this. Hmm? In the in Krishna Mantra, all the names are in the dative case, so there is it is an exercise in supplication. Hmm? 
more than in celebration. It's done silently. And uh, after having chanted Krishna Nam for some time, the Guru says, now you should take the mantra. Now at this point, it will be able to help you. Hmm? You'll be able to take advantage. With the mantra comes then also the the mantra corresponds with the deity, so it becomes the opportunity to directly participate in the in the in the in the archanam hmm? as well. Hmm? And this is requires some prerequisite, but when one is qualified, that becomes very helpful. Of course, anyone can go and see the deity and participate in arati and so forth, but in a more detailed way, we we get some language in the form of mantra to participate in the realm, directly in the realm of ritual, which is a ground that is that is in between the spiritual and material. It has material elements and spiritual elements. It's a meeting between time and inter- eternity. Hmm? And participating within which we, we find ourselves entering eternity. Hmm? The deity, the archon, is a, is, a, is a kind of an approximation of Krishna Leela. Hmm? The deity wakes at a certain time, at we, but we don't offer food like we do in Krishna Leela. We say, Idam Naivedyam Klim Krishnaya Namaha. And in Krishna Leela, Krishna's friends say, here, eat this. Hmm. Try it. That was really sweet. You try some. Hmm. So that's a different... Uh, uh, <laughs> we have some adhikar to enter the Leela in, an, in, in, its, in its symbolic representation as, as a deity worship. And we have symbolic language and movements that we do ritualistic movements and mudras and and so on and so forth and and eventually what happens is krishna starts talking back then then the then then it, we really at that point we really transcend the archan and um people who in that position they talk with the deities in ways that that will not be helpful for us to observe chastising the deity. Hmm? I need rest. Why are you waking me up? You kept me busy so long yesterday. Now, this guy. Uh, so, uh, this is really <laughs> transcending the arch on Mars. One is entering into the the, the, the... the Lord who is on the altar has become active inside the heart as well. Hmm? So, uh, with any rate, the, and at that point then, the efficacy of the Krishna mantra has been reached. Hmm? It no longer needs to be invoked. We may invoke it for setting an example and so forth hmm? in, in the society of the devotees, but its efficacy is reached. One has, one has entered into the world of emotions, uh, into bhav bhakti. Hmm? Now he or she really speaks the language of the deity. This language of love then has uh, uh, everything he or she does with feeling in relation to Krishna and so forth. This is what Krishna is eating, actually, the feeling. What little feeling is there? Hmm. Uh, 
maybe there'll be just very little feeling, but we make some offering and we do this archan, we do service to Krishna, Krishna Bhakti in the context of Guru Bhakti. First Guru Bhakti. We respect the Guru, then we offer to the deity and so forth. So whatever's in the offering that's not offerable, the, deity, the Guru takes that. Hmm? What little purity is there, and that's sent to Krishna. Then our purity increases for the next offering. So the Guru is like a garbage man, something like that. Garbage collector. <laughs> Collecting the garbage. Uh, but he's like a big incinerator. So he can burn it up. Hmm? He can burn all those things up. Consume that. Hmm? By the fire of, the, of knowledge, the hmm? began. Hmm? Hmm? This uh, whole garbage of, uh, of ignorance that is the basis of our, of our material life, it is uh, incinerated, hmm? burned up. Mm, entirely. Mm. So in this way, um, uh, the two circles are there. Mm. The larger circle of Krishnanam, Chachasas comes all to the almost to the uninterested people, mm, touches them, and provides them then facility to become interested and to go in a progressive way. Then the Krishna mantra is imparted. It's a smaller circle inside, and it reaches its point of efficacy in bhav bhakti. This is samsamochan in bhakti, hmm? and then that bhava bhakti, that bhava is cultivated by Krishna nam and uh, lila smarnam, chanting the favorite names of Krishna. At that point, some names will become very favorite because they speak about Krishna in a particular way relative to the budding identity of the devotee. Hmm? And then that devotee, in the context of chanting, Krishna-nam, Kirtana-prabhave-smarana-svabhave, the power of the nam will bring about internal meditation hmm? as well. And so with Krishna-kirtan and, and, and Lila-smarana-svabhave, Contemplating the Leela from a particular angle, hmm? this is Bhava Bhakti, then he'll enter into Prem. Hmm? Krishna Charan, Krishna Nam will take him, this chanting, and the subsequent and attendant meditation that the chanting fosters hmm? bring one to the feet of Krishna. Hmm? So, Receiving the blessing, then to chant Krishna Nam and and to accept the the blessing and which is the guidance hmm, of the guru to chant. This is a huge step in our uh, spiritual in our spiritual life. A huge step away from the the, the suffering and the bondage uh, that material life constitutes. Hmm. And then, for those of you who have been chanting, who received the Krishna mantra, this is a big step for you, uh, as as well as I've explained. So, having described this to some extent, I want to say a few other things. 
about initiation in Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya. Hmm? For example, some of those who are assembled here today uh, have received Krishna Nam already and from another agent than myself. Hmm? I think we have... Yes, so... Um, And they have not yet received uh, mantra diksha, the Krishna mantra. Hmm? And so there is the possibility that we may accept an agent of divinity who blesses us to chant the name. And over some time, of course, we may find that there is another agent that has a very compelling and powerful influence on us that exceeds that of the agent that initially gave us the blessing to chant the name. Hmm? This is wonderful. Hmm? Especially from the vantage point of the one who has given the blessing to chant the name. Hmm? Because he took on some burden to try to help that student and he finds, oh, I'll get some help in this regard hmm? from the other guru who has now become a prominent influence in her life. Hmm? Hmm. Guru's only interest is to see the student progress spiritually. Hmm? Uh, and, and, and if he can get some help in that regard, then certainly he will take it. Indeed, he recommends to the student, get all the help that you can. Hmm? Something like that. So sometimes we find uh, this may happen. It may happen because the guru who blessed us to chant the name departed from the world before we could get the, the uh, mantra, diksha. So we'll have to go to another agent then. Hmm? Or it may happen even in the presence, as I'm saying, of the one who blessed us to chant the name. I have my own experience in this regard. Hmm? Um, one of my disciples uh, who received Krishna Nam from me hmm, became inspired by another uh, agent of divinity from another sect um, of Gaudiya Vaishnavas and uh, he expressed that to me, and I said, oh, it is wonderful that you have uh, inspiration in another agent hmm. as well. Hmm. And so I said, let me communicate with him hmm, and tell him of your, uh, your, your enthusiasm, that you would like to receive the mantra, diksha, from him. So I wrote to that guru and told him, this is the situation. Hmm? Who can who can say how the, the will of God behind the arranging of our guru will work? As I said earlier, Krishna sends the agent. Hmm? If he has a sends a second agent as well, shall we argue with him? Will the first agent say, "Wait a minute, 
I was sent here. It is my... Um, you are under my charge only. Hmm? Hmm? He will analyze and see. Another agent has appeared. A, a genuine agent. Krishna has arranged then. We are not to uh, make the laws. <laughs> we are to follow the, 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 the laws of Krishna's love, how he expresses himself. And it may surprise us sometimes. So, anyway, I wrote to that guru and uh, I explained the situation. I sent that disciple to him. Hmm? Then he wrote back to me. Hmm? He said, are you sure that you give your... You give, did you actually sign that letter? That's <laughs> what he said. I said, yes, I actually signed it. That's me. He said... <coughs> Then he said, uh, this was Pramod Puri Goswami Maharaj. He said, uh, he said, I am sending my assistant, Bodhayan Maharaj, to talk with you personally to make sure that you actually <laughs> sent this letter. <laughs> And that this disciple is not uh, creating havoc in, in, in the community in, in this way by making false false statements or something like that. So Bodhain Marsh came spoke to me. I said, "Yes, yes, I, I, I want." And so then, the, then he was sent to, to the guru, and he received his his diksha there. Hmm? So. Um, Sometimes it has happened to me in that way, and sometimes it happens to me in the opposite way. Hmm? That the disciple who received Harinam from another has come to me for mantra diksha, just like our Nityangi last year, wasn't it, at this time? Hmm? Uh, came to me, and, uh, and of course her Nam Guru was very uh, happy to hear that uh, she wanted to take the mantra diksha from me and he wrote in that way a very beautiful note hmm? um, uh, and conducted himself as as I'm saying is the appropriate uh, etiquette with regard to such uh, issues of faith you see we are all servants of divine faith hmm? and it moves in its own way so we have to follow that and honor that. Hmm? And then everything will go on nicely. Hmm? Sometimes one will come here. Sometimes one will go there. Hmm? And it's not about how many people you have in your group. It's not about how many people you get to follow you and make sure you have a pension plan hmm? of rice and uh, in your old age because you've got enough disciples. To <laughs> you can't think like that. There's a story I like to tell when this point comes to mind of Gorkishore Das Babaji. He was a renunciate and a great uh, devotee, great Mahabhagata. So there was a merchant, a wealthy man, who had everything socially 
And so whenever there was a social gathering, he could pull out all the cards and he was very popular. But he only had one thing that he did not have in place. He didn't have a guru. So he thought, for social purposes, I need a guru. Hmm? So that when I'm in a social gathering and someone says, and who's your guru? I can say, oh, so-and-so. And I need a very good guru so that I will look very good in a social circle. So, so he said, this, this Gorkishore, he's known to be a, 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 a Mahapurush, very extraordinary guru. And so I will go and approach him for initiation and whatever he wants, I will give him. He lives in the, in the field. Hmm? He tried to stay away from people. Hmm? He would stay out in the field. And um, he thought, what, what will he ask? Maybe he wants a hut. I'll build him a hut. Hmm? Indeed, I, I'll build him a house if he wants a house. He doesn't have anything. He lives in the field alone. And so he went there. And he said, Babaji, I want to be your disciple, hmm? so forth. And whatever you, whatever you ask me as Dakshin uh, for, for giving you the initiation, whatever you want in return, I will give you. Hmm? Whatever you want, you ask. And Babaji Mar said, very good. I'm very happy to accept you as my disciple. And I only ask one thing of you. That's all. Hmm? So he became very overjoyed. He said, yes, what is it? You ask, whatever it is. And Babaji Maharshi said, you stay here in the field with me. <laughs> you live here with me because you love me. <laughs> and the man ran away <laughs> from that place. So, so we're, uh, we're not collecting disciples that they will build us a house and give us a pension and make sure we have hot hot chapatis or hot porridge <laughs> on the table in the morning. Hmm. No. Without any attachment to followers, only serving the faith, honoring the faith, and doing whatever necessary to foster that. This is the, this is the work of the guru. Hmm. So, um, we have one student like that who has come for the second initiation. She received her first initiation from another guru, and I have communicated with that guru, and she has as well as to her spiritual inspiration and so forth. And he has uh, honored that faith appropriately. So uh, she will receive the mantram from me, and as I shared with her guru, I will change her name as well. Sometimes during the uh, receiving the Diksha Mantra, we will change the name. Not always. Hmm? Prabhupada did this also with his own students. Sometimes he gave a name, so-and-so das, at the time of Harinam, and changed the name at the time of Mantra Diksha. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur would only change the name at the at time of mantradiksha. So there's some precedent for this. So today I will do that. Hmm? Then there are the circumstances that arise also. And these are unfortunate circumstances. When faith is not honored. Hmm? When the guru, uh, for whatever reason, 
does not see fit to honor the faith of the disciple. And when, when I should say, not doing so, the basis of such is a misunderstanding of the teaching and may also constitute what uh, is considered an offense to the faith and an offense to the other agent. Hmm? It is said in scripture that if one receives a mantra from someone who's not a Vaishnav, not a devotee, then realizes this, then they should receive the mantra again from an actual Vaishnav. Hmm? However, Jiva Goswami, he uh, cites this verse also in a dynamic way. Hmm? Obviously, if you, re- if you receive the, uh, the mantra from someone who is not a Vaishnav, but you want to be a Vaishnav, then you should receive the mantra from the Vaishnav. Of course, in most instances, the mantra that you would receive from someone who is not a Vaishnav will not be a Vaishnav mantra. <laughs> so that mantra, that's not a Vaishnav mantra, you can retire hmm? if you have faith in Vaishnavism and receive the Vaishnav mantra from the Vaishnav. But what if you receive the Vaishnav mantra from a Vaishnav? Hmm? Jiva Goswami brings up this point. Hmm? But that turns out that that Vaishnav who you receive the mantra from does not fully embody the uh, the idea of the guru given in the Shastra. His or her knowledge may be lacking, realization may be lacking, and it may that may show up to a point in a disciple's life that they are no longer being nourished. Hmm? And if in such an instance they find nourishment elsewhere in another Vaishnav, then they have the opportunity to be nourished by that disciple while honoring the initiation that they've received. In other words, they have a Diksha Guru, initiating guru, but they may also have a siksha guru. A siksha guru is a guru who nourishes by instruction, nourishes the diksha that one has received. If you received a Gaudiya Vaishnav diksha, then the siksha guru should be a Gaudiya Vaishnav. That's why it is said that the siksha guru is one who serves the diksha, serves to foster what the diksha is about. Hmm? This is sometimes misunderstood to mean that the diksha guru, the siksha guru, should only teach exactly what the diksha guru teaches. If that was the case, what would be the need for the siksha guru? The Siksha Guru will only teach what the Diksha Guru teaches in that he or she will only teach Gaudiya Vaishnavism. But will be teaching it in a progressive way that nourishes the student hmm, in a manner and in a fashion that the Diksha Guru was not capable of doing. Hmm?
So the Siksha Guru gives relevant instructions about Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It will cause the seed of Diksha to flourish in heart, the implications of it and so forth and so on. So we have that opportunity if we find for some valid reason hmm, that the Guru is unable to nourish us and he will not acknowledge I, I'm not nourishing so is there anyone else that we can get here to help you to nourish you in the teaching hmm? and if such a Siksha Guru appears on the scene and so forth then uh, no problem hmm? however sometimes there's a problem and the problem is that the Diksha Guru does not honor the Siksha Guru and says you're mine. Hmm. You belong to me. This is the law. Hmm. And uh, I am in a particular sect and you have to stay in this sect because uh, I am your guru and the law is the disciple must follow the guru. Hmm. And so forth, let's say for example for sectarian reasons there are many Gaudiya sects hmm? and they have slightly different emphasis and so forth but they're, if they're Gaudiya, they're Gaudiya hmm? and uh, we are not um, I would not say initiated into an institution but into the knowledge of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism hmm? um, even for that matter, we be, may be initiated by a guru who is um, uh, actively uh, involved in pursuing, relishing a particular transcendental sentiment. And we may find that our sentiment is developing in a different way and that another guru may uh, uh, be... Uh, attached to that sentiment, that may be some reason for getting his or her siksha and so forth. So sometimes at any rate, for less than spiritual reasons, I want to say, hmm, the guru, the diksha guru may not allow the disciple to hear from and take siksha from that person who has very much uh, become a, a prominent influence in their life. And they want the official, so to speak, blessing of their Diksha Guru to hear from and take take the Siksha and so forth. This Jiva Goswami says then becomes an offense. Hmm? If this is based on on envy and less than spiritual reasons and so forth, then this this verse that says that if you receive the mantra from a non Vaishnava, hmm, you should give it up and take the mantra from a Vaishnava. This applies because that person is not acting like a Vaishnava. Because a Vaishnava is without any envy, without any malice, and the Vaishnava guru only wants the improvement of the disciple, and he or she is learned enough in the scriptures to understand that there may be instances in which um, the disciple needs a Siksha guru, hmm? and, and is learned enough to understand how the siksha is presented slightly differently with regard to details in different places and does not misconstrue the details to be the principles. The guru knows what the principles are hmm, and sees, oh, they apply the principle here with different details. I don't misread the details to think 
those are the principles, and because they teach it with different details, the principle is not available there, therefore you can't go there. Hmm? So this kind of, this is, is it maybe a common mistake that's made um, today by some, hmm? and w on the basis of that they think there's justification for not allowing the disciple to hear from the Sikshu Guru. Hmm? But that Guru doesn't understand the difference between principles and details, so it's no wonder he's not nourish, able to nourish uh, comprehensively the, the disciples. So these are rare instances, but we have a couple of them today. Both of the instances in which I've spoken about have happened. In one case, we have a disciple who received Harinam, and her guru has given the blessing to take Mandradiksha. In another case, the disciple received the initiation, but found inspiration in me, in due course, in a prominent way, and asked the blessing to the guru, and the guru said, no, you cannot hear from him. Hmm? And he went on to say, if you want to hear from him, then scratch your name out of the book in which it is written that you are my student. Hmm? And you are rejected from... So, um, these are unfortunate circumstances. I'd hate to bring them up, but, um, you know, it happens, and this is a topic in these parts of the world uh, uh, at times. And so we try to deal with it always in consideration of Shastra and, um, and honoring the faith of the disciple and looking at the issue very carefully and so forth to, to um, understand what's, uh, what's taking place and uh, make sure that there is clear communication and so forth and so on. So we've done all that. And uh, so with that uh, uh, explanatory note uh, regarding... Uh, uh, a couple of the students today will uh, proceed hmm? with uh, giving the blessing, giving the for chanting, giving the nam, giving all the different items, which are not all assembled here. It doesn't appear, um, but they are just now coming. Order of giving hari nam first. Some here will receive Harinam and the Mantra Diksha. Hmm? And some will receive only Harinam. So that's, start with you. You will receive only the Harinam. <laughs> only Harinam.